Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 120. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, have you ever wanted to start a podcast but don't have the time, knowledge, or skills? Just record an MP3, send it to my team here at Entrepreneur on Fire, and we do the rest. It's really that simple. Visit podplatform.com, that's podplatform.com, to find out more. And now let's give it up for our five-star reviews. Johnny Boy 776 Nidang, Lewis Howes, LG Collins, Jam7819, Letty Boop, Enkium, McBeb0725, and Kevin Wazi. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire, and I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Okay, let's get started. I am simply delighted to introduce my guest today, Gene Hammett. Gene, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. All right. Gene has been successful in many roles in life. Currently, he works as a business coach for Core Elevation with a focus on serving small business owners and entrepreneurs. His primary goal is to inspire people to grow their business. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Gene, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business. Great. So I have been in business for around 20 years. I had a very technical background. I guess I went to Georgia Tech as an engineer. And I knew very early, I never wanted to be an engineer in my life. <laughs> and I spent probably about 10 years in corporate America doing, uh, working for someone else. And I didn't want to do that either. But I, had to, I felt like I needed to put in my time to learn. So I did that and I started my own business. I uh, was very successful. Uh, that ended very abruptly, which I'll tell you about maybe later. But then I, I started a business, Correlation. Uh, with my wife, but the business is really about making a difference in people's lives. And that's where I lead from. That's where I serve from. And, you know, I know the money will come after I've made that difference. Absolutely. I've actually had MJ DeMarco on the show pretty recently, who's the author of Fast Lane Millionaire. His belief, his mantra in life is, if you want to make millions, you need to help millions. Right. And, and I take it a step further, you know, if I was helping someone, I would be giving them a hand up, right? I want to serve them. I want to help them and or serve them in ways that they haven't even known about. And as a business coach, I felt that was a perfect fit for me and what I was going to do for the rest of my, you know, working career. Great. Well, I'm really looking forward to delving more into everything that Core Elevation is all about later in this interview. But before we do, let's start off this show like we start every show off, and that's with a success quote. That's with a mantra, Gene. And I know in our pre-interview, you told me that you have one of your own, which I love because that really speaks to the inner core of you and your beliefs. So what do you have for Fire Nation? All right, here it is. So in order to get new results, you have to take new actions. You can't continue to take the, do the same things over and over and expect for things to be different in your life. I love that quote, and I can just tell why that speaks to you. But take us down to the ground level. How do you apply that to your mentality, to your business, or to how you teach and coach others? 
it's really uh, been a central part of what I do because um, I quote Einstein with that, if you take the same actions over and over and expect different results, it's insanity. And I think a lot of business owners will continuously take the same things over and over, expecting their business to be different, expecting them to make more money, expecting to make a bigger impact, and it just rarely happens. So when I'm working with my clients from a coaching perspective, it's all about discovering those new actions. And the new actions are rarely buy another piece of software, buy a new computer, um, spend money on some kind of ad or something like that. It's all about what's happening inside you. So the new actions come from finding them inside you. Wonderful. So let's use that, Gene, to transition to our next topic, which is failure, which are challenges or obstacles that every entrepreneur faces in our journey. This is about your journey, Gene. So take us back to a time in your journey when you failed or when you came against an obstacle that you really had to dig deep to overcome, and then share with us how you did overcome that obstacle, that failure. It's interesting that you asked that question because I don't think you know my background. I do not. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you. And, and I've told this story many times in different ways. It's a long, drawn-out, detail-oriented story, but I'm going to give you the brief overview. Love it. So I was very successful in the business I ran. Um, I started in 2001, and it ended in 2010. At the height of that business, I was in Beijing for the Olympics, and I made $1.2 million dollars selling packages and tours and tickets to the Beijing Olympics. Wow. And that was for me and my partners. It, it led me to a new relationship with uh, another supplier. I put a, a contract together. I put a, a, really put myself out there, and it failed miserably. Um, this contractor breached the contract. He took nearly $3 million from me. And I was saddled with all of these responsibilities, and he didn't return the money and didn't supply the inventory. So my business, essentially in one day, ended. So Gene, was this business something that you had been building from the 2001 to 2010 timeframe? So this was a business that had been built over a nine-year timeframe? Absolutely. And I was, I was very successful with it. It was more of a lifestyle business than anything. I worked... About six months out of the year, I had put it on autopilot for the most part. I had to come in for the big events, and, and I worked hard during those times, but I had a, a crew of people and a good, a good uh, all, all the people in place to take care of it when I wasn't there. Because when I wasn't there, I was training jiu-jitsu, I was training Muay Thai, to tr I, was tr I was trying to get both black belts. Wow, Gene. So how detailed, how specific can you get with this actual situation. I just would love some details as far as what exactly did you take on? Like what was this guy supposed to supply you with that he then just left you holding the bag? And and what were your actions that you took to try to recoup this that just failed? Okay. Um, I can't give too much because it's still an ongoing legal battle. Absolutely. Um, after January 15th, 2010 is when it happened. And he was supposed to deliver 11 or actually 17,000 tickets to the Vancouver Olympics. And he just did not perform on it. He just was not able to. Um, there were stories behind that that just haven't, haven't worked out. He couldn't back anything up. Um, 
So the, the attorneys have been going after it for almost three years now. But um, the real story behind this is not necessarily what happened to me that day or what happened to my business. You know, it was how I got back up, how I decided that I was going to keep going because I was in really dark days. I mean, I met with, I had a team of lawyers that I met with. I had um, different law enforcement agencies, some at the federal level, uh, some at the uh, local level. And then we met over the course of the last three years, we've met with everybody possible to get to the bottom of this. And it's just, it is where it is. And I, I accept it. I don't like it, but I accept that it happened and I had to move on with my life. Okay. Well, let's continue moving forward then in your journey to that moment when you did decide to move on. So take us to that point where you decided, okay, now I need to continue to just live my life. This is my life. I want to move forward. Take us to that day. And what have you done since that day to overcome just this disaster that took place in your past? All right. Because that's the site. That's the part I like to talk about more. Great. Well, <laughs> just open up, Gene. Share with Fire Nation this inspiring rebound. All right. So in the very few days of this kind of uh, early days of this, this falling apart, I was talking to my wife and there were a few things that we started talking about. And this was before we even really knew what was going on. But most of my business had been centered around how much money could I make. When I was doing deals, I, I used to call myself a deal maker. It was all about the money. Right. Can I make can I make a hundred bucks? Can I make a thousand bucks? Can I make five thousand, ten thousand? I would have days. I can remember a day back, I made seventy thousand dollars in one day just because of I was good at what I did. Well, before you continue on, because because I know that Fire Nation loves these kind of stories, can you just take us into that day in specific as you can you can get about how you made that seventy thousand dollars? I will tell you that. Um I went to I was at the Euro Cup in two thousand eight. So before Beijing started, I went to the Euro Cup and I had tours going there. I had groups of people and I, I needed tickets for those tours. And then other tour agencies that I was in contact with didn't have their tickets. So I had the chance to decide, was I'm going to get on a train for eight hours, which I did, not knowing what was going to happen. But I had a gut feeling that if I went the opposite direction of everyone else, that I would it would turn out well for me because that has... That has happened many times before. When I went away from the masses, I was in position to really make a lot of money. So what exactly did you do to go away from it? That's, I'm not really I, understanding that. I got on a train and went to another city, eight okay. hours. So everyone else was focused on another game, a very popular game. Yes. And I went on, got on this train, not even really knowing what was going on. I had money in my pocket. A friend of mine went with me and we got there and it was a... It was a tough ride on these, this was in Europe, and we went to Klagenfurt. I'd never been to Klagenfurt in my life. Yeah. We'd get off the train. We didn't speak the language, so we actually had someone translate a little sign that said, I need tickets, because it was tickets to a Germany, someone else game in Klagenfurt. Um, and so they translated it and wrote, uh, Karche, or Suche Karten. I can't, I, don't, I can't even really spell it, but Suche Karten in German means I need tickets. I started walking around the city, not speaking the language, and people would come up to me and go, I have tickets for that game. 
and they would offer me the tickets. And I, I bought them, not knowing the people, but I just bought them. And then I, I called up some, some people I knew in the, the business and I said, they said, yeah, I'll take those. And I was paying, to, to give you the details, 500 euros, which was 750 US at the time. And I was selling them for like $2,000. Wow. So people were walking up to you and selling you these tickets for 500 euro. And it got to, it was so easy that we would sit down at a, a local little cafe with a table outside with a beer and a, you know, brat or something. And people would just come up to us. What we figured out, because someone that spoke English came up and said they were given away for free in the city. Like the local people got free tickets. And they were making, I think the face value of the tickets was 500, was 100 euro. So they would make 500 euro for two tickets. So they'd make 300 euros. And I was making 1500 a ticket when I sold, resold them on the market. So I was... And I was in position because I went the opposite way of everyone else. And there was no competition. And I had my own little market, my own little sweet honey hole, if you will, of people just coming to me with these tickets. Oh, and, what a gold mine. And the next day, when, when more people showed up to do what I do, they showed up and I had pe- my phone would ring because I was giving out my phone number. And people would call me and say, oh, yeah, I got some more tickets. And they're like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I was here a day early. And just because being there a day early, going the opposite direction of everyone else, creating a new market for myself, no competition, I got all of these tickets and I resold them to these tour operators who had these clients already in in this city and they had a bus and everything and they had no tickets for these people. So they paid whatever the price was. That's an awesome story. I am really into just being able to get out there, carve your own niche, go the opposite direction, go against the grain. You did all of these things. You took this leap of faith, this risk, just had a bunch of money in your pocket, went to this German town, city you had never been to before, and then you just had people coming to you because you created this market. So, man, that is really an inspiring entrepreneurial venture. And thank you for sharing that with us, Gene. Thank you for being specific on that. That's just the kind of stuff that makes Fire Nation listeners melt water with just anticipation and and envy and desire. I love it. So let's use that. You've been very generous and you share with us a failure, an obstacle that you've overcome. And you share with us some aha moments that you've had. Go against the grain. Take a risk. Take us back to another time in your journey, Gene, when you just really had an aha moment. You said, wow, this is the direction I want to take my life, my business. This is going to resonate with my target audience. Share with us an aha moment and how you turned that moment into success. I, I'm going to go to the present, my current business. Um, I am a business coach, and I can coach any small businesses. I can probably coach anybody from a business perspective, but... I pick small business because I feel like those are the backbone of society. They pay the most taxes. They're the ones that, that are, employ the most people. And they're the ones that really need the help of coaching. They really can't afford a consultant to come in and rewrite some business plan or rewrite some, some aspect of their business because that costs thousands upon thousands of dollars. They do it in a week or two weeks, and then they, they, they're not even stick around for the implementation of it because oh. no one can afford them. As a coach, I'm able to work with a client over a long period of time, typically a, a arrangements around six months, 
And through that six months, it's a very small amount of time you spend with me per month. But the space in between allows you a chance to really move, make commitments for your business, and get things going. And the overall investment is very small. But that aha moment came recently, probably about five months ago, when I was been coaching for a while. I didn't really have a clear target market. So I know that's really necessary. And part of my coaching was around having a clear target market. But just saying you coach small business is basically like saying I coach anyone. Does that make sense, John? Total sense, Gene. So I was working with a coach myself, and I identified two target markets, IT uh, companies and then digital agencies, like digital marketers. And I picked those because I was really connected. I love technology. I love gadgets and things like that, but I love what they do and I've sold their stuff before. I love this market. So I went out and I tested my target markets and decided that the IT company wasn't really receptive to what I wanted to offer. And I didn't really want to work with them as much because a lot of people kept saying, I know it all. And if if a business owner says, I know it all, they're really close-minded to seeing a new way and finding finding those new actions to generate new results. But the digital agencies, the the people I worked with that own those, some freelancers were very receptive. Like, oh, there's a new way to do something. There's there's another way. There's something else I haven't thought of before. And so they started coming to me, and I would work with them, and we got these incredible results. Like one of my clients, within 30 days, his average project size went from uh, 2,500 to 5,500, which is an 89% increase for his average project size. 30 days. So a friend of mine comes, why did that happen? And I go, well, partly he was undercharging. Well, why couldn't you just tell him to charge more? I said, well, that's more consulting or advising than coaching. We had the conversations around what your bill rate was, what it, what it, why was it why was it at that level and we had more conversations around where should it be what kind of value you're creating how do you know what value you're creating and immediately he got the idea to change his bill rate but not only that he 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 changed the the services that he offered which made them more robust and he tested them with the clients just like we talked about before i tested my ideas and all of a sudden everything clicked he got those bigger projects started closing. He got higher rates. He started making the impact he wanted to make. And I tell you again, the same, the same client after working with me over four months was up over triple what he was when we started. His average project size was like $9,000. Those are incredible results, Gene. And one thing that I just keep hearing you say over and over again is target market and finding your niche. And that's just one thing that I'm always talking to entrepreneurs about is finding your niche, finding your target market. Because so many people, when they start out, they just have this mindset that everybody's their target market and they want to just be serving everybody because that somehow is better because that's just more people. Can you talk to Fire Nation about your beliefs and what you feel the importance is of finding your target market and really drilling down your niche? I do. I I live and breathe this for my business. 
Um, so I'm going to tell you from the perspective of my business. It's not self-serving, but I, I, I think you'll understand it. I typically work with digital agencies, so freelancers and small digital agencies. I chose that target market because of the impact I had early on in my coaching um, once it got really clear about who I serve. But I resisted too to narrow my market. I wanted to, I can coach all small business owners, but that was ridiculous. I was going to um, like chamber of commerce meetings. I would give speeches and I might get one client from a speech, which is great. I would go to other networking events where there would be three or four coaches that show up. And not that I couldn't stand out from the crowd because I could get business out of, out of those things, but it wasn't, I wasn't standing out the way I wanted to. So, as far as me selecting my target market, I resisted it, but once I started testing it a little bit more, I actually went to a conference. Um, I got a free ticket to go to some internet conference, and I told my wife who went with me, I said, you know, at this conference, I'm going to test some things, so it's going to sound different than you've ever heard me talk about my business. And she's like, okay. So I did. I started getting a stack of business cards because all of the people at the, at the conference were digital marketers. And so I positioned myself as the business coach for digital marketers. And most of them had came, come up to me and said, I've never heard of that before. I must, I need to talk to you. So I got this stack of business cards, no competition. I went against the grain of everyone else in coaching, I guess. Um, and it really made an impact on me. And I was still viewing that as a test. So I took it a step further and I said, how do I fine tune this offer? So I fine tuned it. And I'm hopefully I'm not trying to get off tangent here, but I've always wanted to create a product as a coach because I want multiple revenue streams and I want to introduce I want to impact people that I can't talk with one on one or can't afford you know a tip, typical six month package. Absolutely, so, and that goes totally into the scalability and leveraging your time, not just trading dollars for time. Exactly. So I I wanted to do that before, but when I didn't have a target market. Every time I started it, it would, I would lose momentum. I, I couldn't get to the detail of it because I want to make an impact. But as soon as I picked my target market and decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do, I absolutely created that product. So last Friday, I had a room of about 12 people that I marketed to because I didn't have that much time to market it. But I created a product called Seven Step System to Double Your Income in One Year. And what that's about is it's forward digital marketers, specifically web designers, that want to stop being a journalist, because most of them I know will do a website for anyone because they can, but to be a specialist, to be an expert in one industry, not just a technology. Most of them say, well, I can do, I only do WordPress, so that's my, that's my niche. And I go, that, that doesn't narrow down your target market. Who do you really know? And I created this whole program. We videotaped it. It was about uh, six hours long. I had two other experts come in and give their perspective of being an expert and creating, going after a target market and doing work that you really care about versus just doing the work that comes in the, the door. And I loved it. All of my attendees love it. So now I'm taking those videos, putting them into a product to really scale my time. And that'll be the introductory way to do business with me. And it's targeted just at digital marketers, specifically web designers. And since I've done that, John, I thought having this narrow view of it would limit me, 
but it's really opened up new ideas because now I can speak only at conferences where my target market is in the room. And there might be, I was looking at some of these meetups online and every city has them. Now for me, I could go to a WordPress group and there might be 300 people in that group in a small city and they might get 50 or 60 at a monthly meeting. I can go in and speak to that group and every one of them is my target market. See, that is so key to just being able to really focus your time, your energy, and then just become known for that niche. I'm in a podcast mastermind with Cliff Ravenscraft, who has defined his niche as the podcast answer man. He is really just all things podcast. So whenever the word podcast comes up and somebody wants to create a podcast or learn more about podcasting, he is the go-to guy. He has narrowed down his focus to just the nuts and bolts of creating a podcast. And because of that, he just gets incredible amounts of referrals for that. And that just kind of goes to what you're saying with forcing or really suggesting that you have your clients focus their niche down and maybe just focus on dentists and doctors to create their websites instead of just everybody. Because once you do that as well, you get these great themes and systems that just work for that niche. And so it makes it easier. You're not reinventing the wheel every single time. Have you found that to be the case? Absolutely. Because I've been interviewing people for the last probably six weeks. How do you create your niche and find it for yourself? What are the questions you need to answer? What are the, how do you test it? How do you take it to that step further just for digital marketers? Because if I made a product for any small business owner, it would be too watered down. Examples would not connect with, with everyone else. So my product, my, my coaching going forward is really on that target market. And I'm so excited about it because it's really opened up new opportunities for me. I get referrals now where people absolutely go, this guy works with web designers and has doubled my business. Boom. That's double my business. I'm on a mission to work with 10 people over in 2013 to double their income. Double their income. I don't care where it is, but I want to work with freelancers and small, small agencies and I want to double their income. That's a great goal, Gene. I just love what's exciting you. We're going to link all this up in the show notes so people can really quickly access exactly what you're talking about and get a little more intel about your seven steps. We're going to now lead into the next segment, which is the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? A little bit nervous, I'll tell you, but go ahead. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I thought I needed to have all of these skills, accounting, sales, IT, um, before I actually went out on my own. What is the best business advice you've ever received? You know, it goes back to target market. If you know who you serve and know them better than anyone else and ask them what they struggle with, you can create products and services that no one else will think of. If you could only choose two websites to obtain all the information that you need to succeed, what would they be and why? I definitely think there's a lot of value with TEDx and yes. the speakers that go on there. Um, and it really depends on what your target market is beyond that. But I think uh, Derek Halpern at socialtriggers.com, listening to what he's offered, has changed my business. Wow, that, 
That's a powerful statement. I know Derek Halpern well. He's been an interviewee. He's a friend. Um, his new videos that have come out, those five-minute videos, are extremely powerful. He's really doing a top A quality job with them with having a full production team, lighting, sound, the whole nine yards. So absolutely great recommendation, Gene. Check out Derek Halpern, socialtriggers.com. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? Uh, if you didn't say like an Evernote, I would say Evernote. Because um, <laughs> everybody says Evernote, so I have to throw that in. I'm looking at my tabs, and I have 14 going across here. I have three of them up with Google Apps. So I don't use it to write letters and do these things, but I organize a lot of stuff using Google Apps, especially the spreadsheets that keep me really um, on target. Nope, I'll tell you, it's incredible how many entrepreneurs go to Google for this answer. Gmail, Google Docs, Google Apps. I run Entrepreneur on Fire off of Google Apps, so I am absolutely behind that, Gene. It is just incredible for small business owners to just collaborate, to store, to connect, all of the above, so great one. If you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be? I most recently finished reading Blue Ocean Strategy. And I know you've heard of that one. Absolutely. And, and I've applied it in this workshop a little bit by, it's, going, it's all about the target market and going against the grain. Like understanding what, what levers within your industry um, the competition focuses on and deciding how you want to show up and be different. And I take them through that and uh, part of the program is for them to do that for themselves as a web designer. Good stuff, Gene. Now, this is the last question, and it's my favorite. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. All right. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would have to use the internet to start interviewing people and trying to figure out where the opportunities were because $500 is not going to last very long. And I would figure out um, which target markets I wanted to serve and how I wanted to do that. And I would, I would lean on the experts and the influencers in, in that space to get as much as I can, cultivate all of that uh, knowledge together and offer some kind of product or service around their expertise, not necessarily just mine, because I, you said I don't know anyone. So I would, and I would want to promote their businesses, like Derek at, at Social Triggers. How do I promote him and get people to, to look at his stuff? And I would figure out a business from that perspective. Gene, that is great actionable advice. And you've given us actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, we talked so much about target market. So if you're in a business that is a journalist, or you're a journalist in your approach to it, your marketing, I really believe that you've got you've to look at what niching down would do for you. Because if you do it right, you can get more clients with ease, you can make more money, you can charge more, right? And then you can create raving fans. Being a journalist doesn't allow you to do those things very easily. Um, 
as far as my plug, you know, coreelevation.com is the company. We focus on business coaching is the, the method that we use, but the actual target market is web designers, digital marketers who really want to make a difference in this, this world, make an impact with their clients. Um, they might be struggling a little bit with their marketing, but if they are willing to find new actions, they can get new results. They can make more money. They can have more impact. And that's what my company does. So coreelevation.com. Wonderful. Like I said, we will link all this up in the show notes, Gene. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire generates every month consisting of passionate entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, The Impact Equation, with great results. If you would like to have 15 seconds at the top of our show to share your product or message, go to SponsorEOFire.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.